Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we're able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Today, I am joined by my good friend from the Partners for Christian Media Jared Redden. Jared, how are you? Man, this is so fun. I get a chance to edit the podcast a lot of times and all that, but I'm so excited to be able to hang out and be part of it today. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Jared is a big part of the reason why this this goes off every week on time and uh, and high the high quality sound that you hear every week. That's uh, that's J Radio and the the. The folks were in there. They're just studios, and then of course Jared on the back end does a little magic on that stuff because I don't sound that good. I, I promise you. Um, you guys, we're going to talk a little bit about J Radio today. Yeah. So you guys have put a lot of work into J Radio lately, haven't you? We have. I mean, it's been. Uh, I think back in 2012 was when J Radio first started, and for us, it was. You know, we have J103 FM radio. Uh, and so we started there, and we were like, okay, well, let's do some online stations, just normal. Well, as things started to progress. It was like, you know, a lot of people are listening to music differently. You've got people listening to on-demand music, and they want to be able to skip. And, you know, when you turn on, you expect for a song to come on at the beginning, not right in the middle. So about a year and a half, two years ago, we started developing a whole new uh, music streaming platform, basically, which I think you guys talk about every week on the podcast. Um, But, man, it's been a wild ride for the past couple years, and we're finally, I guess, seeing the finish line. and. Uh, seeing like this thing's actually going to be cool and it's going to come to an end so yeah and 2012 that's that was kind of ahead of the curve at that point wasn't it? i mean that really yeah. was uh was a cutting edge at that point yeah i mean and we've been so blessed to have people around here that are always thinking ahead we always say like we're going to communicate the gospel through media and we're going to do it wherever people are so you know back in 95 when j103 came on the air People are listening to radio, and we understand some of the younger people are, you know, listening to streaming platforms. So, uh, always trying to look ahead and just continue to fulfill our mission that way. That's pretty awesome. That's great. And J Radio, this this latest update. Are we are we good with the Apple yet? Or so, we're still so waiting? we're still working on the Apple app. Okay. But, uh, the Android app is officially available okay. in the App Store. Um, it's always a little bit harder to go through the approval process with Apple. So there are a couple other things we're trying to finish up. And then obviously the website, jradio.com, ready to go. It's actually been out for, for the longest. So Well, great. Um, great. It, it's been exciting to see. Like I said, it's like the finish line's right there. <laughs> we can understand it, you know, with the racing analogy. The That's finish right. line's right there. We can see it and we're running towards it, but it still seems so far away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember running a race one time where the, the finish was on a it was on a polo field track so there's a, a horse track around uh-huh. the polo field well i'm used to running on a on a 400 meter track which is a normal running track right well this track was over a half a mile long all the way around so i came around that final turn and i still had the straightaway to finish but uh-huh. it's just a straightaway well i started running and i realized about halfway down that straightaway i'm gonna i'm gonna pass out before i get there because this was way longer than i thought it was That's funny. I, I ran a race one time and i had my um whatever app i was using to track my run it was a half marathon and so it got to uh 13.1 and i'm like i don't even see the finish line yet oh, so no. uh, either my app was wrong or they had measured the course wrong i don't know but <laughs> it was like i've given all i've got this is it uh so there's there's a run for god channel or going to be a run for god channel um yeah. and i think we're starting off with lane's yeah, so so Lane did a playlist, uh, who was on the podcast last week, I think, right. uh, did a playlist called Catch Fire. It's going to be the start of the um, Run for God station, and then we're going to talk Dean into doing a playlist and, and get Mitchell and a couple of other uh, crew members over at Run for God. Uh, and, you know, I loved how Lane and his playlist did some of the DJ breaks in between, which, by the way, the cool thing about J Radio is if you don't want to listen to Lane while you run, you can toggle him off. Yeah. Um, so so I think that's what Mitchell's doing, you know, when he's listening. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just kind of a motivation in between with some of that stuff. And then uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen, but I listened to the playlist yesterday. And uh, there's some stuff that I've never heard. I was even asking one of my coworkers, like, man, this is some really good music, uh, a lot of hip-hop and rap. 
and you know the whole things by the way the whole thing about j radio is it's positive and christian music so you're not going to hear any of the explicit lyrics uh you know every once in a while i'll try to pull up a, a playlist on spotify and to work out to and all of a sudden it's like whoa i gotta skip that song didn't mean to hear that but j radio is is not like that so anyway listening to lane's playlist i was like i haven't heard a lot of these artists before uh, but some really good music on it that and that is good that's a and that's something that i do a lot of times is i'll have a playlist and some of the stuff on my on my I've got what I call an everything playlist. Right. So I just put a little bit of everything yeah. in there. And sometimes there's some stuff you might listen to on occasion, but maybe it's not the best thing to listen to, and I have to wind up right. stopping or pulling my phone out of my right. pocket while I'm running. To, Which yeah. distracts you from the run. It does. It does. So that's great. That's great. So I guess currently, how many lists are there out there currently? I think we have uh, a little over 200 right now. Wow. And then, you know, plans moving forward. Uh, that's kind of our big focus right now is just continuing to provide music and every genre every mood uh you know we have another station for workouts just simply called radioactive yeah um so lane's playlist is actually in that station as well um but but yeah just continue to push forward and uh you know the the possibilities are endless so so that's what's exciting about it yeah that is really cool so listen as always of course we're sponsored by j radio and we call it the world's greatest digital music platform and you just heard there's 200 playlists there's all sorts of stuff going on there is something there for you so if you have not checked out j radio to this point go out there and check out j radio as a christian runner you might find it hard to decide what to listen to while you run if you're looking for positive and christian music that will help you keep your pace check out the radioactive station on the new j radio we'll take care of picking the music so that you can concentrate on your run plus you can count on us to make sure that the music is uplifting and encouraging check out jradio.com or download the app in your app store Okay, so we're back, and obviously, and what we always say is if you've got questions about anything, and that includes J-Radio, if you've got questions about J-Radio, if you want to send those messages to dean at runforgod.com, I guarantee you we can get those, those answered, whether it's Jared or somebody else from the Partners for Christian Media, they will be able to answer questions. So let me know about other questions you have, too. We talk all the time about how this is your club, and we want it to be your club, and we want you to kind of lead us and guide us in the directions you want to go. So let us know what you want to hear, and we will head in that direction. So if you haven't heard about runforgod.com, if you've just happened on this podcast and it happens all the time, go out there and check out runforgod.com and all the other things that we've got to, uh, to offer. Um, don't forget, we would love to hear your story. We're going to share somebody's story today, and we want to hear your story. And as Mitchell always says, everybody has a story, uh, and your story may speak directly to somebody who needs to hear it. So you can go to runforgod.com, go to the Devotions tab, and you can submit your story there, or you can send them directly to me. If you send them to me, make sure that you add in some questions that we can ask at the end. It always helps to... Uh, to have those questions so we can discuss those things. Um, So what about Jared's story? What is Jared's story? Well, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) You know, actually, it's interesting you ask that because I kind of grew up, and this will sound weird, but this is actually part of my story, but when someone would ask me that question growing up, I was like, I don't have much of a story. Like, you know, growing up, I grew up in a pastor's family. I got saved at a very young age, and you know, never really did anything crazy. I'm like, that's not much of a story. But uh, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized, like, that actually is a lot of a story. That's that's my story. So um, I've always kind of enjoyed doing uh, different activities, being involved. I mean, I've been involved in ministry my whole life because of my dad being a pastor. Um, my dad and I actually do ministry together now. Uh, I went to a Christian school, went to a Christian college, um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's just kind of always been in my DNA in a sense. Um, and I love it. I lo- and I heard somebody say one time, uh, it's not as much about sometimes what you've come out of in your story, but it's about what you've been delivered from or saved from. So, you know, at five years old, I came to know Christ as my savior. Um, and I don't have to as much tell this big story about, you know, I, I was once addicted to this or, you know, I was going through this and it was in that moment God met me. But it's like, no, Jesus saved me when I was five years old from all the stuff that I could have 
have done. So maybe what sounds like a boring story is actually a really exciting story for me, I know. Well, it is an exciting story because here's the way I look at it. There's there's other people out there in that same boat. And a right. lot of times I think people think that story. They, they think that thing. My story is a little different, too, um, from a – it wasn't that I, I came out of anything horrible either, but um, – but I, I grew up in a little bit different church that I eventually became came to believe, and so mm-hmm. it, it's a really it's it's odd to say this. I know for anybody out there, and this may, this may even sound blasphemous. I don't know the date I was saved, right? Because the church I came out of, you were saved and saved and saved over and over again. So at what point that became permanent, I you know. So so we all have a right. different story, but there's somebody out there with your same story. Here's the thing is. You have that story up to now, but what are you writing forward? Exactly, and and that's that you're doing great things between what you do with your dad, what you do here. Sure, um, God's using you in a mighty way, and that's that's neat to see. So, you have a hobby. Um, I like to play guitar, um, and and keyboard. So, music, I guess, would be which I work in a music ministry. So, I guess that kind of works out well. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the worship pastor at my church, uh, which my dad is the pastor, so we get to work together and do that that you know fun uh interaction we are so much alike so we butt heads and we work great together at the same exact time uh which is a lot of fun i'll tell you i i do a lot of uh digital work i'm on the digital team here at pcm uh and so i enjoy even right now with all the covid stuff that's going on uh, i work with the kids at my church and we're doing a virtual bible school coming up in a couple of weeks oh cool and so i've been doing all kinds of video editing and, and that kind of and i enjoy uh brainstorming and coming up with that kind of stuff so i'd say music digital uh and then uh yeah, I love doing ministry in my church. As weird as that, I don't know that that's a hobby, but but I enjoy doing it a lot. So that just means you don't have to really work. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? That's that's, that's right. right. You know, it's that's all what fun. I, you know, with with me, I, God made me a runner, and I always wonder, well, how are you going to use running as a, found it. as a ministry? <laughs> and I found it. Yeah, yeah. or or. or God showed it to me yeah, or that's right. whatever. He hooked us up. That's right. Um, and so you're married. How long have you guys been married now? Uh, that's a hard question to ask because if I don't know, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I think we're coming up on 10 months now. All right. So all right. it's it's been all new experiences recently and a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, people, I, the question, like you get the question once you get engaged, like, well, how is it being engaged? And then once you get married, it's how's married life? And I finally figured out the best way to answer that. It is so much better than any other stage of, you know, I feel like everything else is a transition stage. You're dating and you're just looking to get engaged. You get engaged and you're just looking to get married. We're married and, you know, it's it's kind of more settled, permanent. It's not a bunch of changes coming. So, <laughs> And Jared's wife is close by. She's just right down the hall here. Yeah, so i got to say good things. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but there's lots of good things to say. Yeah, that's um, right. She's a wonderful lady. So uh, y'all are a good couple. <laughs> Um, so our story this week comes from Jerry Snyder from Lancaster, Ohio, and uh, Jerry has a, a he Jerry's a little, he's a funny guy because I like this I kind of like this story. His story is called "Just in Case," and he's got a little tagline to it. That says the first and best victory is the victory over yourself, and that was from Plato, who was obviously an Athenian philosopher. Along with a medal, the winners of the Boston Marathon are given an olive branch wreath crown. These crowns got their start at the Olympic Games in ancient Greece, and they have been a part of the Boston Awards Ceremony since 1984. The Greek government provides the wreaths to the folks in charge of handling it, handing out the prizes. I come from the school of anything is possible. But just in case I never come in first at the Boston Marathon, I decided to take matters into my own hands, so I found out on my own. I've been a runner for over 30 years. I'm now in my late 60s, and it seems like it takes me a little longer to cross the finish line of a race than it did a few years ago. Either I'm getting slower or some joker is moving the mile markers further apart. I feel the same way. (laughs) (laughs) At my last race, when they passed out numbers to wear on the front of your shirt, they gave me one of those orange triangle slow-moving vehicle signs that warn others on the road someone is moving slower than the normal flow of traffic. But seriously, folks, I'm still out there putting one foot in front of the other and beating everyone to the finish line who doesn't show up for the race. I deserve a prize. 
And that's why I was excited to discover that if I made my way to the third floor of the local library at 2 p.m. on December 21st, someone would help me craft a crown of winter greens and flowers. With that news, I was about to become a holly king or ice queen and a marathon champion at the same time. I showed up right on time along with a dozen or so other artists. I can't say for sure, but I'm willing to bet I was the only one there willing to be crowned a marathon winner. Our supplies were spread out on the table, and after being measured for the wires that would wrap around our heads and serve as a foundation, we went to work. I wrapped or tied some ribbon, holly berries, flowers, tree branches, and a few other novelties around the wire. Now, the ceremony took place in the restroom with only my reflection in the mirror to watch the historic event unfold. I declared myself the winner, the best me I could be, and then I returned to the party. (laughs) The legendary runner and author George Sheehan made this observation. From the moment you become a spectator, everything is downhill. It is a life that ends before the cheering and shouting die. George also said, I have met my hero and he is me. I have learned that except for Jesus, the whole world is not going to love you. But for the folks who want to love you, it makes it a whole lot easier for them if you love yourself. (laughs) It's an interesting story and Jerry is obviously a funny guy. But his point, I think, is that God loves us, and we should love us too. And if God loves us, then there's some value in us. And I think sometimes sometimes we like to be self-deprecating, and we like to think about um, – we like to think it's not appropriate to love ourselves. But, but if God loves us, then we ought to love everything God loves, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been uh, – especially seeing – a lot of people stuck with time to themselves mm-hmm. recently. Like we've noticed so much of that. I mean, uh, we were on a call the other day that uh, statistics are showing suicides gone up by like eight hundred percent during this yeah. pandemic. And it's just like once we get stuck in our own thoughts, sometimes we don't recognize the value. We we feel insecure and and all that kind of stuff. But you know, we're made in the image of God. Yeah, yeah. He's got a few scripture references here. He's, of course, everybody knows this one, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He also referenced Psalm 143, 8. Let the morning bring word of your unfailing love. And then, of course, the, the coup de grace of love in the Bible is, is 1 Corinthians 13 where he says, uh, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It does not keep a record of wrongs. My goodness. We, <laughs> you know, we've talked about love on our podcast before, and God's very clear about who it is we are to love, and that is Everybody, regardless of what we think about them, regardless of what they've done to us or for us or not for us or whatever that is. How hard is it to live up to 1 Corinthians 13? (laughs) No envy, no boasting, no cockiness, no self-service, no anger. Um, We're not to be about ugly things. And I think about it. Here's the the thing that always gets me is even in traffic, (laughs) even when there's traffic, we are to love people around us. (laughs) That's hard. <laughs> that is hard. Well, I even look at, you know, uh, the the love doesn't keep record of wrongs. That yeah. That's so hard, especially when you get frustrated with somebody, like, wanting to bring something back up, and, uh, and you know, all of a sudden you think you've forgiven somebody for something, but, uh, you know, when you actually slow down and read that last passage you read from 1 Corinthians 13, it, it really steps on your toes. If you th- Like, we really read it a lot of times in weddings and, you know, all that kind of stuff, and, oh, this is what love is. But it's like when you slow down a little bit and not just, you know, read in that moment, it's like, whoa, I don't know that I want to have to apply that right now. (laughs) Yeah, that is a tough standard to apply to yourself. Not keeping record of wrongs like you point out is uh, – but, you know, it's amazing how God will work on us when we really focus on those things, how – I can't. It's. I can't even tell you how much further along I am down that path at getting better at that all the time. Yeah. Um, just because he he continuously um, chisels away all those That's rough right. spots. That's yeah. Right. Uh, so here's his first question: How have you felt God's love today? Of course, I like to think I feel God's love every day. 
<laughs> but that's not really true, is it? There's those days where I think God just feels more distant to us. Yeah. And uh, it's really hard sometimes to feel that when, when we're down. And I guess with all these suicides lately, a lot of people have been feeling. Yeah, I think that. it's uh, it's been a hard time to uh, – everything just seems really distant. And uh, my personality especially, like I, I get in my thoughts way too much. And uh, I actually had a moment the other day uh, where – I just kind of started panicking about just some of the stuff that's going on. And, it, you know, it happens. We're all going to have those moments. But uh, I walked outside, and it was here at the office. I walked outside, and I called my dad. And my dad's always been a great mentor and encourager to me. And I said, Dad, you can't do anything about this, but, like, I, I'm just – I'm not feeling it today. I'm worried. I'm, I'm not trusting God the way I should. And my dad's like, well, I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't know. But, you know, God's in control and he's there for you and whether or not you feel that today like you just have to push through and continue to know that he's there for you he loves you and there's nobody better that can be there for you than him yeah yeah absolutely you know i remember this makes me think about i used to be a human resources manager (laughs) in a a big manufacturing facility so we had hundreds of of uh, associates there that worked there and sometimes as an hr manager you hear so much negative yeah i mean it's one complaint (laughs) after another some days and I can remember what I would do when I just got into that, that rut of feeling like everything that's coming at me was negative. I would get up from my desk, and I would go walk through the plant and just talk with people. Yeah. And you realize that the people around you um, are there to help lift you up, even though they don't even know that they are. Right. And, uh, and of course, your dad is there, and I'm sure there's others around you. I'm yeah. sure that your wife at times sure. is that person. and. Yes, yeah, so important. We just have to remember that he always loves us. It doesn't matter whether we're the Boston Marath- Marathon champ or just playing the Boston Marathon champ in a, re- in a restroom somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so what about the second question here is, have you shown God's love today? Mm. <laughs> uh, that question gets me in trouble because, yeah. uh, um, you know, especially right now in not just the – the health crisis that we're in and and everything that that brings with us but the political climate we're in right now is also really supercharged right now and um you know i think as christians and and on my part of course there's times where i get angry about what i see but then i always have to take a step back and i think god why 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 can't we why can't we see where the answer is and that, that it's you and um, that's so frustrating, um, and it makes it hard to show God's love, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've heard about this. I didn't, uh, and I might just be behind the times, but I didn't hear about it until this morning. But there's a big trend going around on social media. They're calling it the cancel culture. Have you yeah. heard about this? Yes. So, uh, yeah. so you can correct me if I don't uh, completely explain it right. But it's like all of a sudden we see one thing that somebody posts and you know we don't agree with it. Well, all of a sudden we've canceled them out of our lives. It's like just forget you and. Uh, that that's not the love at all that we're supposed to be showing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I even every morning on the way to work, uh, my wife and I pray together and we always pray, God help us to show your love today to the people around us. And my problem is sometimes I've just let that become the words I say every morning. And so yeah. I walk in and, you know, the other day, uh, she called me out on it. She's like, Hey, do you remember what you said on the way to work this morning? I'm like, wow. stop. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's such a convicting question. Uh, and it's not what our world's telling us to do today. Our world's not telling us to show the love of God to people. Boy, it certainly isn't. And that, that whole cancel culture, it, it even goes a step further where if we find something that somebody said 20 years ago, yeah. we, we want to cancel them and, and, and and my goodness, I mean, if there's one thing the Bible shows us other than love, it is that we are to forgive people. Yeah, that's right. And um, gosh, we, we are in a culture right now where forgiveness is not in anybody's vocabulary, and it's really, really scary because I think forgiveness is it's so important yeah. um, for not just, the, not just the forgiveness, but for the person who needs to forgive. Do you realize just how much more love they can show if they can let go yeah. of those things? Um, so, so what do you think it means to show God's love? Man, I just think, uh, so there's, there's a song that we play actually, and, uh, there's some really like artistic lyrics, but, uh, the guy says, 
God put a uh, something like God put a million doors in the world for His love to walk through, and one of those lo- uh, one of those doors is you. Wow! And so uh, it is living out a life that's uh, forgiving, as we just talked about. I think it's living out a life of uh, of showing unity a lot more. I mean, if this world's going to be united, doesn't it have to start with the people that God's called to be united first? Like it's got to start with us. Amen. Um, and so I, I think it's a lifestyle of um, maybe seeing people through God's eyes a little bit more instead of uh, seeing them for the things they do or the way that they are right now, but seeing them, you know, with even the potential I think God sees us with sometimes because I want to remind you, like the Bible says, God looked at us and even when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like that's love. Love is a choice. Love's not just that feeling. And I think that's part of the problem in our culture today is, you know, it's like, well, I don't feel it because they said that on social media. Cancel versus, you know, hey, I'm supposed to show love to that person. Whether or not I agree with what they said. It's a good thing God didn't do that with us. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. So showing God's love, um, you know, we, we end every podcast with go shine your light Yeah. because, um, to me, that's what, that's what it is. It's somebody being able to see Christ in you. And I'll never forget, this has been a, a few years ago now, but I remember I met somebody one time and I think we were at a cross-country race. And the lady said to the man, yeah, honey, you, you've you seen him before. Remember, he's the guy who's smiling when he runs. And I thought, I never really thought about smiling when I run. Yeah. But uh, the whole that whole idea of feeling like there's something inside of me that, that needs to come out that's joyful yeah. um, is important. And, uh, you know, and to this day, I probably smile more running <laughs> than most people do yeah. because I remember that comment. And it really lifted me up. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a good way to show God's love out there when you're running and in the running community Uh, yeah even uh my dad and i used to run on the river walk every saturday morning uh here in chattanooga and there was just something where sometimes you could pass somebody and you know just see that they're struggling and every once in a while uh, and i had people do this for me as well but just like hey keep it up you're doing a great job even little comments like that are are showing love in a very small way but it actually can mean a lot It, it can mean the world Um, I mean, we've heard stories. You guys have shared stories through J103. I've heard stories where people, they were contemplating suicide. They heard the words of a song or the words of somebody who called in or something, and it just, it changed their whole life. So being kind. I I heard a story yesterday uh, of a a hairdresser, and this is kind of, I guess, outside of the running community, but uh, this hairdresser cut a lady's hair and was just very kind and you know regular life right she's a hairdresser that's what you do um but she got a note like three months later from this lady's husband turns out this lady was uh struggling with dementia and just about to the point of death this was her last kind of being out in public she got this haircut and the husband wrote in and said hey listen your joyfulness as you cut her hair really impacted her and as she came home she she, he said for the next three months she would look in the mirror every day and smile and say don't i look so pretty with my new haircut wow and uh and he said ultimately i know you were just doing your job by cutting her hair but you really showed her the love of jesus in just doing your everyday job wow that is a fantastic story wow question three how can you explain god's love to others that's a good question. <laughs> it is. It's a hard question. Uh, that's a hard question. Yeah, because uh, I mean, God's love is really it's it's in everything. It is everything. It's it's so. And you mentioned before. I mean, you're talking about God looked at us and knew we were sinners and died for yeah. us anyway. I mean, how much more powerful a love can you have than than that? Right. It's unfathomable. Uh, and and I like to think of this that that I should be loved to everybody else, um, even that person who is the most difficult person to love, whoever that person is out there that yeah. drives me the craziest of anybody else, um, they should be able to see that in me. And boy, is that difficult. And God loves them, so I should love them. Um, and God shows them love unconditionally, and so I should. Um, that's even when it's not easy <laughs> it, it, it's it boy there's times when it's so hard and we fail gosh i i know i, I won't say we but i'll say you can me. go ahead and say we <laughs> <laughs> i am uh i am so bad at that sometimes um and we're you know and I, I i we're so unworthy of that type of love um just based on who we are and yeah and the way we are 
But well, uh, he sets such a good example for us. He does. He does. Yeah. There is power in people's stories. What I did need and what I was begging for was a relationship that I didn't know that I, I needed and only God could give it to me. I started hearing all these stories that just made me realize this was the right move. I'm here to give these people hope through what Christ can do in their life. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. So if you haven't checked out that Big Share app yet, what are you waiting for? Go out there and check that out. Um, so, Jared, have you been running recently? You know, I wish you wouldn't ask that. <laughs> I, I was afraid that so, might be. So um, so I'll just give you a little bit more background. In high school, I started running cross country. First time I'd ever ran, my basketball coach was like, hey, I'd like everybody on the team to consider running cross country just to get in shape. So that's what I did for basketball. Um, never knew that I was going to start something that I actually thoroughly enjoyed. By the way, I hated it in high school, um, but I stuck with it for that purpose. As soon as I no longer had to do it for a sport, I started like paying to go to races and stuff, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but it's typical. I did, yes, and so it was one of those like I got really addicted to it, and it was great. Uh, loved it. Ran all the time. I mentioned we ran every Saturday morning. I ran several races. Um, I think busyness probably was the number one thing that stopped me uh, from running. And now it's it's like the whole, well, if I get out and run, I'm not in good enough shape. So uh, so have I ran recently? No, not recently enough. But <laughs> as I would say, probably for the past two years, I plan to do it pretty soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. <laughs> That's great. You know, I ran just yesterday with my son. Um, who He ran in high school and he'll he'll come out and he'll run for a few weeks fairly mm-hmm. consistently and then he won't run for yeah. a while and you know he's, he's got a regular it, job and, and then it probably drives you crazy because he's you know probably young enough to be able to pick back up and do okay yeah when he hasn't ran in a while yeah 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 he ran faster yesterday <laughs> on on horrible trails and uh-huh. where we had these big hills than most people can run if they've been training for for years um or maybe ever right um uh, right. but he's uh yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. I told him we have our, our run at the mill coming up, and maybe he could run that, kind of see what, yeah. what kind of shape he's in. He's like, I don't want to do that until I'm in shape. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's kind of our thoughts. Well, I'm signed up for the run at the mill, so we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. All right. <laughs> now, I'll say this. The one reason it's so hard is during all the time when I really enjoyed it, my dad and uh, one of my mentors, who's actually a missionary now, doesn't even live in the country, we ran together all the time. So for me, it was just as much the fellowship of being with them. Yeah. Uh, like, it's easier for me to do that than to get out and run by myself. So, you know, having that set, that that's probably the hardest thing. It's like, I keep telling myself, oh, I'm going to run. If some, if, you know, if, if my dad called and said, hey, you want to go run on Saturday? I'd be like, yeah, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> but the accountability is a big deal, you know. It is. It is. Um, is there another form of exercise that you like to do other than running, or is running just pretty much I think uh, like? I think running's probably my number one. The, the thing that I've discovered recently uh, that I've enjoyed is just taking a walk. Um, and I don't know if this is true, so uh, you can tell me if I'm completely wrong. But at one time, somebody who was doing a lot of research on running shared with me that if you run – uh, you know, three miles versus walk three miles. There are some of the same, you know, it's still mm-hmm. health benefits for walking those three miles. So especially I mentioned I've been married for 10 months. Uh, and one of the things my wife and I like to do is just get out and like walk. Yeah. For, and, and it's a good time to talk and catch up, uh, which, by the way, I enjoy doing running when i was in shape now if i ran i'd be like (laughs) (laughs) so uh but i guess walking is probably the the one for me right now that you know we got in a habit for a while of going out and walking every day and that kind of thing so yeah that's that's fantastic and that's and it's true uh for those we've got a lot of walkers that are listening to us right now and it is true that walking though there are some some things that that benefit you more running than walking um, and to a greater degree i guess um there is there is a lot of crossover and a lot of a lot of benefit. i like to say walking is a catalyst to running yeah. so if i'm walking then i'm eventually going to get back to running hopefully <laughs> but even if you don't um it's way better than sitting on the couch exactly yeah yeah well so. it's just like uh the story earlier you know talking about how 
he did much better than anybody else who stayed at home. That's right. Know, same same way with that. So. Absolutely. So we've got a few other runners around here at the Partners for Christian Media. I know yeah. Brad. Usually he's right next door. Yeah, he's he's uh, probably out running right now. Actually, he, <laughs> uh, so he goes out and hits the trail every day around lunch. And then our uh, executive vice president is a um, triathlete, so he's done the Ironman a couple times. And, All right. Uh, and yeah, probably a couple of other people around here every once in a while, in and out of, uh, you know, even with you guys coming around the office, a lot of people have tried the 5K, you know, couch to 5K program and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So that's cool. That is cool. Well, it is time for Dean's thoughts. And of course, that's a time when I share something I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this week, the title may surprise you. It's entitled Devil's Advocate. I remember having a problem with a lawnmower several years ago. I worked and worked on it and couldn't figure out what was wrong. Small engines are simple things, and it was frustrating to struggle with something I felt I should be able to fix. I thought I was going to have, have to take it to someone to get it fixed. And then Debbie asked me, did you Google it? I stopped and I thought, duh, <laughs> no, but I should. I found a video online showing someone fixing the same problem I had on the exact same lawnmower with precisely the same engine. After a trip to the hardware store to buy a part for about 50 cents, and just 15 minutes after pulling back into my driveway, the mower was running. It was simple. I just needed to learn where to look. We have so much information today. If you want to become a healthier person or a better runner, you can find tons of information in written or video form. Do you want to know about nutrition? There are quite literally millions of videos about nutrition. Ah, but that's the problem, isn't it? There's too much information. So what happens when you ask a more specific question like, what does a whole food plant-based diet look like? Now you're drilling down to information that can be useful. Part of the problem today, as I see it, is that we don't ask specific enough questions. For example, let's say you're having trouble with some pain in your knee. Would you look for knee pain? Nope. Not necessarily, not nearly specific enough. How about knee pain on the outside of my knee? Better, but still not enough. What if I said sharp pain on the outside of my 54-year-old knee when I run for more than 10 minutes? Now I'm getting to the root of the problem. All of those factors are important. And I might even refine that when I see those results. The point is this. The fact that I'm 54 years old could make a difference. The area of pain helps to bring up remedies that are focused on the proper area. Uh, use more information and you will usually get better results. Back to the lawnmower. If I had just described the problem in a general way, I may not have found the video that led me straight to the solution. I may never have found the solution. Another important consideration is this. Before you can ask the right detailed question, you have to understand enough about what you're trying to accomplish. Let's say you want to find a training plan to complete your first triathlon. Before deploying Google, you might ask, how many hours a week am I going to be able to train? Am I trying to see how fast I can complete the race, or am I just concerned with finishing? Once you see a plan, you might ask, what race am I going to do, and is it hilly? Is the swim leg in a pool, or is it in open water or a lake? The more you understand about what you are doing and trying to accomplish, the better question you can ask. And, obviously, that goes for anything we're doing, from working on a lawnmower to marinating steaks to running our fastest half marathon. But there are times to go to the source. A professional athlete usually has a coach. Why? They don't necessarily know what's best for themselves. Their training is too important to leave to guesses based on how they feel or think they feel. It can lead to overtraining or not enough training. They have to get the, the absolute most out of their bodies if they want to be successful. A coach looks at all sides of the issues and finds the best avenue. He or she is the best, most truthful, and honest source the athlete will find. The coach is an advocate for the athlete, acting in the best interest of the athlete. When we have questions regarding our faith, it is okay to occasionally Google an answer, but do it with a skeptical eye. 
Once you find the answer you're looking for, go to the source to find out if the answer is one that comports with the Bible. I have a generally skeptic, skeptical mind. It gets me in trouble sometimes because I always like to argue the other side of an issue just to try to get to the best answer. We often call it playing devil's advocate, which sounds terrible. But that term actually comes from the church, specifically the Catholic Church, which coined the phrase centuries ago when considering someone for sainthood. The church actually had a position called advocatus diaboli, which, and I'm sure I didn't say that right, <laughs> within the hierarchy to take a contrary position in order to uncover flaws and imperfections in the stories of the persons who are being considered for sainthood. Today, we should do the same. I have looked at many controversial topics through the lens of skepticism to try to find the other side of an argument. The Bible will always bring you to an answer when you seek it earnestly. When I hear someone argue that Jesus would have been a socialist, for example, I go to the Bible to see what it says on the subject. And there is an answer. What are the life questions you would like answered? Chances are, the answer is in a book written thousands of years ago. Most importantly, the age-old, unanswerable to some question, what is the meaning of life, can be found in those pages. Be skeptical when you hear things outside of God's word. Be the advocatus diaboli when comparing the world's answers to the Bible's answers. Because you see, God and his word are your advocates. Did you know the origins of that phrase? No, that's so interesting. I've used it before. I mean, I'm, I'm a very skeptical person, too, so I've been the devil's advocate, but I, hey, I'm glad to know it came from the church. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> that's so cool. I have said that phrase over time, and sometimes, yeah. um, particularly depending on the, the, the company in the conversation, I think, I don't know if I should use that word. <laughs> it sounds bad, but... We're good now, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, And I love to debate. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. And I love it. I used to have a guy that I worked with, and we would debate stuff. And, you know, I was on one side of the political aisle. He was on the other. And we would really go at each other. And and about the, the time we were ready to be done, it's like, all right, you want to go to lunch now? Right, exactly. <laughs> and those are the best kind of people to debate, too. Absolutely. I love, love it, love it, love it. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm surprised I had never heard that before recently. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All right. Hey, if you haven't looked into becoming a Run for God coach, what the heck are you waiting for? You should already be a coach. Do that today. Check that out at runforgod.com. So, Jerry, what's it like to work around music all the time? I mean, you love music and you get to work around music. It's Uh, it's fun, especially listening to all kinds of different music. Um, I'll give you the one downside first, then I'll tell you all the upsides. The one downside is that like there's always music cranked all throughout the office so sometimes you're like sitting at your desk and you've got one thing playing from here and one thing from here and you're like ah, i just can't concentrate on all of it um but I, mitchell could never work here uh, yes then. <laughs> so i thoroughly enjoy it though i like i said i love music uh and i think it's broadened my horizons in a sense because uh, you know i always kind of listen to one type of music but it's caused me to be able to appreciate it a lot more too uh, so part of my degree is in music too. So you know, yeah. just it's a it's the best of of everything. So yeah, that's fantastic. So what's your favorite genre? Oh, that's a good question. It honestly depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, I really can. You know, sometimes I go all the way back to like 
good old southern gospel that i grew up listening to and you know sometimes i want to listen to just the pop stuff to almost be mindless a little bit and then sometimes i listen to more like reflective indie kind of stuff so i don't know that i could pick a favorite it i I could tell you depending on my mood i think more than anything i'm I'm kind of the same way um there's times where i like to listen to now i i don't there's a couple of genres i don't care as much for but would country be one of those country is one for you i don't i'm not a big i cannot stand country music and i'm not a really a big hip-hop fan either uh-huh. uh but almost anything else i'll listen to some pretty headbanging stuff really that's my, awesome. my son who is as calm as you can imagine he is the one the, the guy the guy i just got through running with i was talking about he is so calm and so patient and a matter of fact they've adopted a child and this child has been um has some behavior issues and he's so calm with her and it's so neat to see that because he did not get that from that's me that's awesome he did not <laughs> uh, but then you would you would picture him listening to some really calm music and he listens to this screamo stuff <laughs> that is just i can't i can't listen to it. it's too hard for me that's funny yeah it's great stuff so what about do you have a favorite group or favorite act or a couple uh, of them maybe yeah, i'll give a couple so i i really like need to breathe uh yeah. which has always been kind of a I don't even really know. Maybe they would describe themselves as like a Southern rock kind of group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do some crossover into Christian music, but they, they've always been one of my favorites. Uh, and then Switchfoot's another one uh, kind of in the rock scene, uh, but also a little bit of crossover into Christian music. Um, the thing I like is their music is full of a lot of artistic comparisons and symbolism, and uh, they're really good writers. And I think the biggest thing for me is because I've studied a lot of music and been to a lot of concerts, I see so many people that don't actually have any musical talent and make it in the, you know, all of a sudden they're just playing back tracks the whole time and they're lip syncing everything. And these are two of the groups that, you know, straight up have some really good talent and, you know, you'd love to just hang out with and, and, and you know, listen to them play. So that's a, that's an in, interesting thought. Yeah. It, it is amazing that uh, the talent level yeah. on the music scene really spans the gamut, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you know the biggest talent they say now is in the producers in the studio they make you sound good (laughs) that's great yeah that's what happens here yeah (laughs) that's right you should hear what dean sounds like without no just my (laughs) goodness yeah yeah uh so you just enjoy you enjoy creating things don't you whatever it is I, i would say so i mean you know from video editing to you know obviously audio and uh you know i get to be a part of several podcasts working here and you know, even apps now with with the J Radio app. So yeah, all kinds of cool stuff. I, that's I think I like to say I'm an innovator. So you know, even during all this that we're going through right now with my church, I've kind of been the guy that's been. They've been like, all right, how do we you know do so and so? How do we put this online or yeah, you know, all that stuff. So I always enjoy coming up with new processes and innovating and stuff like that. So isn't it? It's so satisfying to sit back and see something that you've helped create yes. or created yourself. And just to see that product. That's right. So, like, I'll actually go back and listen to this podcast, yeah. even though I'm listening to myself, because it, yeah. it is satisfying to sit back and enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. So, every week we share one reason why running is so awesome. And this week, here is the reason. Vitamin D. Do you realize that most vitamin D comes through sun exposure? And, of course, if you're a runner, then you're out there and you're in the sun more often than most people are. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of benefits to vitamin D. It wards off depression, prevents uh, type 2 diabetes. Uh, it strengthens your bones. Um, most importantly today is we have found that vitamin D is important to your immune system. And so, yeah. you know, right now with this, this thing that's going around, uh, having a strong immune system is so important. So we seem to talk about the coronavirus every episode. What, what's your take on coronavirus? Yeah, I'm just at a point, it, you know, being in church leadership, it's exhausting to try to figure some of that stuff out. So I, I think I would simplify my take on it as this. I'm ready for it all to be over. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people feel the same way. But. Hey, man, I think everybody is, is that way. Yep. Uh, but it, it is interesting, and I have been fascinated by watching science yep. in real time yep. because we didn't know anything about it, and we learn a little bit as yep. we go. And I learned – I heard something yesterday, and, of course, this is not an absolute, but it's a very interesting thing, is they're saying that maybe – what we have found is that we were talking about if you want herd immunity, you have to have 60, 70, 80 percent of people have to be infected before you can get there. Well, now they're saying it's very possible that we might not have to have that much because what we're finding is that possibly uh, 
some of the people who have had this thing and didn't have didn't show symptoms, it's mm-hmm. because their T cells had been exposed to a, cor- a coronavirus ah. over the last few years, and it's, it's developed a, an immunity in their body where they could fight it off easy. Right. And so, if that's the case, then that would mean that we might only need twenty percent right. of people to be infected to develop herd immunity. Yeah, that's and, interesting, and that would be fantastic. So, well, I, I know yesterday we got a chance to be on a call with the attorney. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Surgeon General. Oh, wow! And he uh, made a comment about all the stuff, and he was kind of talking through a lot of you know the mask stuff, which in the county we're recording in right now, we're under a mask mandate when you know we can't distance and all that stuff. Um, but he had some very interesting takes and, you know, I think in his mind, we're starting to move in the right direction at least. So for me, just kind of listening to some of that stuff, it was encouraging to know, you know, Hey, we're, we're, we're going to come over this. Uh, but at the same time, I'm, I'm ready to be over it already. (laughs) Me too. So here's our motivational thought for the week. Um, this is, uh, from Benjamin Mays. The tragedy in life doesn't lie in not reaching your goal. The tragedy lies in having no goal to reach. I don't know if you know who Benjamin Mays was, but he's a Baptist minister. He was a civil rights leader before MLK. He actually was an inspiration to MLK. And Julian Bond and Maynard Jackson and all those other guys um, was the president at Morehouse College. Had you ever heard of Benjamin Mays? No, I hadn't. That's interesting. Yeah, he's obviously a very important man. Set set a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of the roads for a lot of those folks coming through. Um, Speaking of motivation, listen, if you haven't joined Run Club yet, you need to join the Run Club. If you... Uh, are looking for other people who have the same interests as you, um, this is a great place to come. Um, if you're a walker or a runner, either one, uh, Run Club is a place for you. And don't forget, when you support Run for Club, Run the Run for God Run Club, you get a lot of things. You get um, this podcast or this video, depending on which way you decide to consume it. But you also get training plans and so many other things out there. And um, so we would we would invite you to check that out. Go to runforgod.com. Check that out but also realize that you're not only getting something out of it you're also supporting the run for god ministry and uh, we have seen hundreds of lives who have been turned over to jesus because of some of the things that we have done and so i hope that you're willing to go out there and support run for god uh, in that way it's just 997 a month good heavens we know that uh for ten dollars a month, we there's a lot of things that right. uh, that we spend that on that uh, this is much better. Well, plus, suited. you get the you get the coaching from Coach Dean over here on the Facebook Lives every Thursday. So Thursday night, I always enjoy those. Well, I always peek in and, and watch you a little bit. So, well, good. It's always it's always good. Good. Well, go to runforgod.com. Check it out. Check it out. And listen, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. Um, Jared, thank you so much for being here. And thanks so much for having me, man. It's been fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot. It, 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 and give us feedback, folks. If there's things you'd like to see different, if you'd like to see, if you'd like to see more guests or different guests, if you'd like to see other things going so we on, we want Mitchell it, back. <laughs> it, it, but they're probably saying, well, if we can just get rid of the other half now. Uh, yeah, so go to YouTube, subscribe, get those notifications. Go out there and give us five-star reviews and comment on stuff and let us know how things are going and um, get, subscribe to the podcast. Listen to that in your car. Um, but just uh, be involved and stay involved. Go to our Facebook page and um, get involved there. Um, now, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.